0: keeping you from moving forward. Once you complete this free assessment, you'll be able to claim free a copy of Dr. Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. To get started, visit CanILiveBig.com today. You were made to think big, do big, too big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, the
1: world Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer.
0: Sometimes bad things happen to good people, and sometimes at the worst possible times. But Isaiah the prophet And you need someone to speak into your life, not just someone with some advice, but somebody that hears from God in the midst of your crisis. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz, went to him and said to him, watch this now, the first thing he said to him was pretty good, but the next thing, it make you wanna leave the church. And I find a lot of people today, you know, as long as I'm preaching in line with what you like, Everything's okay. But the moment I mentioned 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, you hear what I'm saying? The moment, like I said, you got a little bit of that. (laughs) But Isaiah, he spoke God's word, whether it was positive, whether it was negative. He was faithful to the message. He came to the king. It's the king. And kings had a habit of killing prophets, particularly when they said what they didn't like. He said, King, set your house in order. Hezekiah didn't have a son. So the next heir wasn't obvious. So what God was saying is, is, Hezekiah, I need you to come up with a succession plan. I need you to select someone to rule after you. Watch this. He continues. For you shall die then he said in case you didn't understand what I was saying and not live (laughs) the statement is double emphatic most of us would fall apart if we heard such a word but not Hezekiah Hezekiah didn't just hear a word he knew God's heart and if you know God's heart I don't care how hard the word sounds You can prevail, and you could tap into more than what you just heard. Listen to Jeremiah 18, verse 7. This is a very, very instructive passage of Scripture. Ezekiel repeats it, and actually, uh, this verse goes on a little bit longer. It says it in the positive and negative. We're only going to focus on the uh, positive part here. He said, the instant I speak concerning a nation... And concerning a person or a kingdom forgive me which is also true of an individual and a person and if i tell that person hey i'm gonna pluck you up pull you down you're gonna be destroyed watch this if that nation or person against whom i have spoken turns i don't know if you hear what jeremiah is saying he's saying now i might say one thing but the end result's really not dependent on me but how you respond to what i say he said if that person turns from its evil i will relent i will change my mind if instead of walking away instead of getting mad instead of if you turn your heart to me and say lord i don't get it, I, but lord i know you love me i know you're for me I, I, lord i trust you if you would just turn i will literally changed my mind of the disaster that I thought and by the way the only reason I thought is because what you did not because I really wanted to. that I thought to bring upon it you see everything is not destiny some things in our lives could have turned out differently if we would have just turned our hearts toward God instead of blaming him getting angry at him and and walking away if we would have just turned from our evil ways and we just said Lord I know you love it behind her. I can't figure this out. But Lord, I trust you. What did Job say? Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. If you would turn to him, God can change the very pronouncement that was uttered from his own lips. 2 Kings 20, verse 2. Watch Hezekiah's response. Then he turned his face towards the wall he intentionally turned away from every advisor every problem every distraction just as we will over the next 21 days why are we turning our faces to the wall why are we doing this because this world has gone plumb crazy people are absolutely out of their minds and we need God more than ever. It's not gonna hurt you, you know what, how the stomach turns or how the world turns, so whatever. You don't need that as much as you might think. What the housewives of Atlanta, New York or New Jersey are doing really doesn't matter in the scheme of things as much as you might think. He turned his face, missed some programs, to the wall, and he prayed. Again, the prayer is recorded because it's instructive. Let's learn. He said, remember now, O Lord, I pray. Remember how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart, and I have done what was good in your Side. Now on this side of Calvary, you could think this was a proud and perhaps a boastful prayer, but the king could not depend on Jesus's righteousness as we can to get his prayers answered. You see, we were taught to pray in the name of Jesus, not my own name, in the name of Jesus. And by the way, it's not just a tag he put at the end of a prayer. It's you recognizing the only reason I come to you, Father, is because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at Calvary. He paid the debt. He opened the way. And I'm talking to you in his name. But here's the point. If King Hezekiah relying on his own righteousness could reverse that situation, how much more those to whom god god has robed in his own righteousness can go to god and expect results you see hezekiah pointed to what he did But when I pray, I say, Lord, look at Jesus. Look at him bearing my sins on Calvary's cross. You placed everything I ever did wrong on him. He was my substitute. He was the sin bearer. He took it. He bore it. And on the third day, you vindicated him, raising him from the grave. And God, I pray in that name, not my own. That's why prayers in the Old Testament are often spotty, because it depended a lot on you. But in the New Covenant, if anybody should ever get a prayer answered... It's those that trust in that name above every name. It says, and Hezekiah wept bitterly. What a time to fall ill, to die, to leave your nation leaderless. But the Bible says Hezekiah wept profusely and passionately. Bitterly here, we, we just read. His shoulders were shaking in awe. You see, it's one thing to pray a little passing, a little formal prayer. But it's one thing when your spirit, your mind, and your emotions, your body, every part of you lines up with the prayer prayed. And there are times, and that's why Jesus said, you know, this type doesn't come out but by prayer. You see, they wanted to pray a little casual prayer. Come out. And God said, no, no, no. Sometimes, when the Bible speaks of supplication, there's a prayer petition. And that's just, you know what, you said it, God, do it. But a supplication is when your heart, mind, soul, and body everything lines up, and, and you're not just praying out of your mind, you are praying out of your guts and out of your heart. It shivers and shakes you to your very core. So this king was making a supplication, but not just for himself, ultimately for his people. He had no one to take his place. He was the leader, and, and he had defeated the uh, Assyrians or Isaiah, and him had run them back before. And without him, things would be very difficult and very different. So he prayed and he wept. He wept and he prayed. He prayed and he wept. He wept and he prayed. And it happened. Did you hear me? He wept. And he prayed. He prayed and he wept. And it happened. Before Isaiah had gone out into the middle of the court, Isaiah had just spoken a word to the king. He walked into the palace through all the, the guards and all the rest King, you're gonna die. But before he could get to the front gate, While he was still in the middle of the palace, God told him to turn around. Here we have the most exact prophet in all of Scripture. You read Isaiah, I mean, he's hundreds of years before the cross, and he sees things bystanders didn't even see. I mean, he is detailed and absolutely accurate to the T. But when we pray or when we respond to God prayerfully and wholeheartedly, even though it might be a rough thing God says to us, we can often turn it around. When he turned his heart to God, he turned the prophet around. He actually made it seem like the prophet was wrong. It was almost like, I'm sorry. This is the most exact prophet, and you can make your spiritual leaders look wrong if you just turn your heart. But instead, we often walk away or point the finger. But if we just turn our hearts. Isaiah couldn't leave with the same message he left. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, return. I want you to tell him something different now. He said, you didn't hear me. That last word you heard from God may have been conditioned on a bad response. God didn't hear me. But if you would just turn your heart before the prophet leaves, God could turn it around. He said, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. See, finally, he's a leader. He never called him a leader before. When you're weeping and praying and your whole heart is about God's people, that's when you truly lead. He said, thus says the Lord, the God of history, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. His prayer and his tears. His tears and his prayers changed everything. You know why Satan tries so hard to limit our praying? Because he knows that our praying limits him. So that's why so many distractions, so much going on because he knows if his people called by his name would ever humble themselves and pray, we would hear from heaven and God would heal the land. So we have every distraction under the sun to keep us from that one thing that could change everything. A moment ago, he said, hey, Hezekiah, you're going to die. But Hezekiah's response to God caused the prophet to return and say, surely I will heal you. Why did this happen? Because he would not accept automatically the bad news. Instead, he sought the Lord. James 5 and 6 says this. The effective, now watch this. And fervent, not the praying and passing, but the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The NIV says it a little more clearly. It says, "The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The last thing the devil wants you to do is this next 21 days." The last thing he wants you to do is to be found on your knees, praying for your daughter, praying for your son, praying for your niece, praying for your nephew, praying for your sister, praying for your pastor, praying for your brother, praying for your mother, praying for your father. The most powerful place in the universe is a believing child of God on their knees. We all know the song, what a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs, what? To bear. What a privilege to what, carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace. Watch this. We often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. That's what we got to learn to do. Second Kings 20 and verse 5. That clock is being mean. I <laughs> cast the devil out that clock. <laughs> on the third day, just as Jesus would get up on the third day, Hezekiah was about to get up on the third day. Amen. You shall go up to the house of the Lord. God saved him so he can continue to worship. Amen. Now, if God heals you, what are you going to continue to do? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why some folk don't come back here. But I got to give you the whole counsel there. He said, and I will add to your days 15 what? Years. years. See, Hezekiah just wanted to be healed of a disease. God gave that plus 15 years as a bonus. Unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, be glory and praise. Yeah, what I'm saying we can't limit our God. This guy was supposed to be dead. God said, not only am I going to heal you, I guarantee 15 more. He said, I will deliver you and the city from the hand of oh, that dumb king that decided to put my name in his mouth the wrong way. All this happened because one man prayed. What might happen in your family? On your job, in your neighborhood, in your church, that just one person, one righteous person, would fervently and effectually pray to God for healing and intervention from on high. Verse seven, we got to move. Then Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. This was a a compress of figs, which was used for medicinal purposes, often to heal ulcers of the skin. So they took it and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And I want to say this to all the super uh, spiritual people in the room. It's no less of a miracle just because God uses medicine. Because here's something I know. If God said you're going to die, you can use all the medicine you want, you're going to die. Ultimately, it was not the medicine; it was the God behind the medicine that healed Hezekiah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Hezekiah had had asked Isaiah, and, and and this is important because Hezekiah was nobody's fool. This was a man with responsibility, power, and uh, he was a worldly wise man as well. He said, "Now, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and then I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the." Third day. You see, my Bible says it's out of the mouth of every two or three witnesses. That every word is to be confirmed. It said every word is to be confirmed. So some people, the first time you hear something you want to hear, you run off and act like God done spoke. But if God has really spoken and He's the God of the Bible, He will confirm it with two or three yeah. witnesses. So Hezekiah said, I'm not going for the okie doke. You know what? Uh, i need god to confirm this now i used medicine before and i was just as sick after the thick compress than before the compress so what's going to make this, this this different and and he's this is really important being gullible is not the same as having faith don't confuse the two i have learned to wait on the lord lord if that's you you going you're gonna make it clear you, you, you are God and you, and you knew that I was going to require you to confirm it before you said it and, and be God and get it done so, so I know that it's you and by the way that's how you lose your faith jump it off believing stuff that God ain't never said he said how did that happen well you didn't follow the scripture he said let every word be confirmed but you married that man anyway oh, oh, why did I go there why did I go there like God why I said, of the mouth of two or three, the Bible said that he, oh boy, here we go. The Bible said that we're not to be unequally yoked. But you yoked up anyway. And then upset you got a black eye. So let every word be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Lord, show me in the book even Lord confirming life what you're saying Isaiah answered he said this is the Lord's sign to you that, that the Lord will do what, he, what he's promised and he, said, Here's, and he posed a question this guy ought to be dead by the way and God's giving him options now pick your miracle he said shall the shadow go forward 10 steps or shall I go back 10 steps did you just hear that now, back then, they used sundials. And we're going to see one on the screen. And they used there, you, you see the shadow, to tell what time it was in the day. So what God was saying, I could either skip forward the clock or, 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 or I could cause the clock to go back. Yes. All this to a man that was a dead man just a few hours before. Okay, and, and, and Hezekiah thinking, okay, okay, okay. Listen, time always moves forward. You know what, I think it's a simple matter of, for, for the shadow to go forward. You know what, I, I, I've seen the clock move forward. As a matter of fact, it's going forward all my life. I want something more impossible. He said, this is what I want, Hezekiah. Have it go back 10 steps. I want a guy that was supposed to be dead. Please hear me. A guy that God said, man, you will die and not live. God turned back the hands of time. For a man who just pressed into his heart In spite of what he heard Tag, that, that's big Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord This is important Isaiah had the word of the Lord But he still prayed through what he heard Some things will not happen apart. You might have a word But if you don't pray it through Okay, that didn't go well But it's, I'm in the book Then Isaiah called on the name, and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps, and it went down the stairway of Ahab. And this is what I wanted to get to, and we're a little bit over time. If you are serious, if we are serious over the next 21 days, I not only believe that God can heal, I believe that God can turn back the hands of time. Yeah, and I, I know in your limited mind you say God can't do that. Well, I used to think so too. I would say to God, it's too late. I, I'd say, God, you know what? Too much water is under that bridge. Lord, I, I done lost it or is this disappointing and you can't fix that, God. And I watch God. And, and as soon as I said it, he'd get a smile on his face. Well, let me just, I got something to show you.
1: This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big.
0: Life of influence isn't achieved overnight. It's it's built through consistent application of wisdom and hard work. In my brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big, I provide you with 120 bite-sized nuggets of insights on practical topics such as marriage and finances, as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. Then I ask you some very penetrating questions that help you reflect and apply what you've learned. This book will stimulate self-examination and provide fuel for personal transformation. The best thing about it is I'm offering this book to you absolutely free. That's right. A free copy of 120 Minutes to Live Big, mailed to you as a gift. I'll also give you 30-day access to my Growth Lab, a program designed to help you grow from good to great, mediocre to extraordinary, from small to big. It's my prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything that God wants you to be. So if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is just for you. Claim your free book and and get uh, your free 30-day access to my growth lab. To do that, all you have to do is visit dgmfree.com. That's dgmfree.com.